Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, running an entire marathon in firefighting gear. There's two factors. The boots, obviously, they weigh three pounds a piece. So um, six pounds in the boots. Wow. The helmet, yeah, the helmet's probably somewhere between three and five pounds. And then the gear, probably another, wow. I don't know, five to ten. So I, my guess is 15, 15 pounds, 15 to 20 maybe. And, and heat retention, obviously. Finishing Toronto for a 20th straight year. It actually means so much more to me than I ever thought it would. It, 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 I, I mean, because I'm, you know, my times are definitely slowing down. Um, you know, I'm working through injuries that happen through life. And um, even though I am, I, I just think it's so important to be, uh, you know, a, a nondescript face, but like that represents so many more of the runners that are out there. A lot of the people that go only one time, um, someone that never thought they ran a, would run a marathon, let alone a few, or just, I feel like I'm just the face of the average marathoner, and I, I, I love being that person. And a Canadian trying to get back to the Olympics. Just to, you know, represent Canada at the, uh, at the Olympics is, is an honor, and it's, it's yeah, that's, it's nothing that you know people take lightly. Um, you know, you pour you know everything into it. You train really hard, and you know you give it everything you can on that day. Um, the event itself is really cool, just because I, you know almost everyone is you know wants to run that marathon, and it's a very it's a very deep and competitive marathon. On this edition of I Run Radio, we'll talk to three runners who are participating in this weekend's Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, including elite athlete Reed Coolset, who has his eyes on next year's Olympics in Tokyo. Also, an Ottawa chiropractor who's going to do the race in full firefighting gear, and a woman who has completed the marathon every single year it's been staged. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of I Run, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you this week? Oh, man, feeling good. Yeah, it's been an eventful week in our sport. I mean, last weekend, we had Elliot Kipchoge becoming the first person to run a marathon in under two hours. This long, sought-after goal, like the four-minute mile, has finally been broken. Then the women's record fell. Bridget Koskai of Kenya breaking that record at the Chicago Marathon where it's interesting because most of the time the world records are beaten at the Berlin Marathon. And uh, now, of course, it's time for the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. So pretty exciting time. I always say it's just great for the, for our sport when you can get the Toronto Star or the Globe and Mail or some sort of the Ottawa Citizen, whatever it is, you know, and you get that newspaper and there's a giant picture of a marathon on A1 above the fold. You know, racing is on everyone's mind. Racers are... The Toronto Raptors, we're the Argos, you know, the Ottawa, the, the Red Blacks, whatever you guys call your football team. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a big uh, a big shot in the arm for all the runners. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been walking proud, you know. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and the the whole quest for the two-hour marathon, I know there are going to be people, say, or there will be people who will say it's not a yeah. world record because yeah. it wasn't in a race. <laughs> Uh, there, you know, there were all kinds of factors that were controlled in order to create yep. the conditions. But it is still a guy who ran forty-two point two kilometers in less than two hours. Yeah, I think in his speed per kilometer, or something like twenty-one miles per. You know, it's like it's an unbelievably yeah. astounding bit of physical. He's running faster than twenty-one kilometers per hour. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's hard to even get for a marathon. Under it's three like minutes per kilometer, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's mind-boggling. But the cool thing, too, for all of the naysayers, or dare I use a, a term from the younger people and call them haters, but it says that Kipchoge's near the end of his career, and he's going to do one more marathon, and it's going to be at the 2020 Olympics. So, you know, we'll see. That's very cool, you yeah. know. I, I really like him throwing down the gauntlet one last time when it matters the most. So yeah. we'll see, you know. And uh, so now we've got uh, the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, which I know takes over the you know the attention of the running community in Toronto and beyond. Lots of people from elsewhere will be participating. We've got three great stories to tell today, including a guy who's going to run the marathon in firefighting gear, a woman yeah. who's run it every single year. So this will be her twentieth. Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, and uh, Reed Coolset, the Canadian elite runner who's trying to find his way back to the Olympics to join, presumably, Elliot Kipchoge there. And um, we'll, get, we'll get his reaction a little later to the sub-two-hour marathon as well. Exciting times, my friend. Yeah. So are you running this year? I'm running the half. Okay. Yep. You know, I was almost going to do nothing, but it was just, how can I do that? You know, the, the, the push, the pull is too strong, and uh, I'll be lining up for the half. Although I don't know that I'm going to race, but yada, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, and tons of people will be doing the half marathon, and their goal will be to break two hours in the half marathon. <laughs> That's right. That's after right. a guy last weekend broke two hours in the marathon. Yeah. And congratulations to you. I know you just completed a marathon last weekend, so let, let's, yeah. let's, let's not forget, you know, another marathon under the bus for you. What number is that? Can you tell us about that just for a second? Yeah, I think it's number 34. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was the Fall Colors Marathon here in Ottawa. Great local event in the east end of the city in Cumberland. And uh, as the name suggests, it's, uh, it's a great way to see the fall colors and and to be with other runners, it's uh, not a huge event, but it's a uh, got a long tradition in Ottawa. Uh, lots of people doing the half marathon as well, and um, and got to see some friends there. Very well organized event. I've done it a few times now, and uh, always enjoy it. Did you break two hours? I broke two hours in the first half, and I broke two hours in the second half as well. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, Ben, enjoy the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Ben Kaplan, I Run's editor and general manager. Coming up next, running a marathon in firefighting gear. Registration is now open for the Tamarack Ottawa Race Weekend. It's Canada's biggest marathon weekend with a kids' race, a 2K, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, and the Lumberjack Challenge, four races covering a distance of 59.2K. It's the event of the year, and we'd love to see you there. Joseph Reed is a chiropractor, part-time teacher, and volunteer firefighter in Kingston. And he's running the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon in full firefighting gear. Joe, welcome to Iron Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about how you got into running, and then we can talk about this added twist you're incorporating for the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. Okay. Uh, actually, the first time I really actually began running was uh, back in 2004. Um, I was heavy into weightlifting, and I was just, just out of high school, and I had a lot of, there was a lot of guys in my high school that were kind of into the 
the performance enhancing drugs and stuff. And it, it kind of bothered me because I, I've always been one of those guys that, that had work ethic and I put in the time and, and that's how I got results. And, you know, and these guys were kind of accomplishing the same thing with very little to no work. And, and it kind of bothered me. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try to find something to do that, you know, steroids does not help with. And, and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll run a marathon. So uh, I was actually at a bar when I decided this and I got up the next day hungover and I went and I got a running book <laughs> and I started, and I started reading. And wow. I, so you, you stuck with book, it, you st- a, even though it's, even though this uh, idea originated in a bar, which is where sometimes yeah, bad yeah. ideas originate, you stuck with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, put it this way. If I, if it comes in my mind, I got to do it. So hungover okay. or not. So I, yeah, I went, I went and got a book. And in the back of that book, there was a there was a marathon program, so I just started following it. And you know, at the time, I'm not a big guy. I'm short. I uh, probably should be about 165 pounds. At that time, I was actually carrying my body weight at 210. That's how big I was. So, um, and not not chubby. I was muscular. So, and that was just from you know eating a ton of protein and lifting heavy heavy weights. So. I got a pair of running shoes, uh, the same spot that I bought the book, and and I just uh, started following this program. And it was uh, February of 2004, and I signed up for the Ottawa Marathon in May of 2004. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie, those first few runs, it felt like I was towing a car behind me. Cause, I mean, I was carrying an extra probably 40 pounds, and... Yeah, and it just, I just kept showing up, kept doing it. And of course, Canadian winter, you know, ice storms and all kinds of stuff. And, and my, my weight just kept dropping, kept dropping. And when it was all said and done, when I showed up on the day of the race, I was 135 pounds. So, um, actually everybody, I'm from a small town, Napanee, Ontario. There's only 5,000 people. So everybody knows everybody. There was rumors going around that I had some terminal illness. <laughs> so, because wow. I had lost so much weight. You lost yeah. something like 60 pounds, basically. Uh, yeah, I lost, what does that work out to be? 75 pounds yeah. in, in about four months. Wow. Yeah. Not, uh, probably not the best for my heart, but uh, <laughs> certainly great for my knees. So, the Ottawa Marathon in 2004 was your first marathon? It was supposed to be my last one, too. Yeah. Right. It was, it was. It was sort of like a bucket list thing. Yeah. Well, um, uh, the reason I highlight that is that was my first marathon as well. Really? Same day. Maybe we yeah. saw each other. <laughs> uh, um, well, I, and I, you know what? I I didn't have any goals other than to do it. Uh, yeah. Ironically, I saw the Boston Marathon that year on TV, and I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. I mean, I wonder what it takes to run the Boston Marathon. And so I looked it up the qualifying times and I, you know, kind of compared to what I was running and I, I was not really even that close to those times. And the day of the race, I showed up. Um, I just thought, you know what, it's worth a shot. And I did it. My qualifying time was three ten. I did it in three Oh nine in like 44 seconds. I think I qualified by like 14 seconds. So, wow. um, what was supposed to be a bucket list one time run, turned into a second marathon because I thought, well, I got to do Boston. I mean, you know, just to say I did it. 
Yeah. So, Took me a lot longer to get there. 20 marathons they, before I got to Boston. But anyway, that's another story. Wow, you've done 20, eh? That's, that's a feat in itself. <laughs> so where did you, where, from there, how did you end up on a path to running a marathon in full firefighter's gear? So, so that, I ran Boston the following year in 2005. I didn't, I, you know, I'll admit, I don't consider myself a runner. I'm not built well for running i'm short and i'm stocky you know i've got fairly wide shoulders um i really don't consider myself a runner i you know the way i put it people call me a runner it drives me crazy um what i say is i'm athletic and (laughs) hard-headed and (laughs) it 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 allows me to uh it allows me to kind of do a broad range of things so um i didn't go back out honestly i didn't go back out and do a competitive run until 2009 those what four years and I went back to Ottawa and I tried to qualify again um I I had a friend who was going to run their first marathon so I trained with them a little bit and we ran separately in Ottawa and I ended up missing qualifying by about five minutes or something like that and uh, I had a lot of injuries at that time didn't go back out I, I put the shoes away again that was 2009 I went back out in 2016 and did the Toronto Marathon. So, you know, there's another seven-year break. I like to take five to six yeah, years off. Yeah, no kidding. Run. <laughs> it's, it's called rest and recovery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the Toronto one was interesting. That was sort of the beginning of this of, of this fiasco. Um, I, you know, I'm a huge Tragically Hip fan. And, you know, Gord Downey had been diagnosed at that point. I had lost... Uh, my, my best friend's dad had passed of, of uh, cancer. So I've always been one of those guys that can channel emotion into something productive. So um, I, you know what, I thought, you know what, I need to try something. So I, I announced it. I got a lot of flack for it, but I basically said, I want to see if I can run a marathon with not a single step of training. You know, I hadn't run since 2009, and I just said, you know what, is it possible to put on a pair of shoes and go out and just on mental fortitude cut through 42 kilometers? And, you know, I had a lot of people that, you know, were telling me you're in the healthcare field, you're, you're, you should know better than this. And, you know, I, I was kind of surprised by the reaction. Um, but I did it. I, I'll, you know, I'll, wow. again, I'm, that's I'm not athletic. recommended for everyone. Let's be clear about that. No, for yeah. sure not. Uh, you know, again, I'm athletic, and, you know, I looked at it like I'm smart enough to understand symptoms. I don't know if I'm smart enough to acknowledge them, but I, I'll recognize them. Um, you know, I, so I knew if, if something was going drastically wrong, I would slow down or, or stop. Sure. And, you know, I, I'll admit the first 10K was fun because um, you, you've got no expectations, and and. My goal was to run the whole thing. Now, you know, because anybody can walk a marathon if they got the time. <laughs> I, it was to run, not stop running. Time didn't matter. Um, I ended up doing it. I didn't do too bad. I, I did it in four hours and 13 minutes, which that came out yeah. to like a six-minute six minute kilometer, I think. Um, and, you know, what? the first 10K was fun. The, the last 32 was pure hell. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was everything I bargained for, though. Yeah. You know, it was... Well, they, I had a playlist full of songs that, you know, would remind me, obviously, a lot of Tragically Hip, a lot, lots of stuff on there. And 
it was good. So while I was out there, I got the I got this idea. I saw a lot of guys running in costumes. I didn't know what for, but I thought, you know, your mind's wandering, you're running, and so I came up with the idea the the next year to run it again and raise money for Gord Downey. I actually dressed as Gord Downey, um, and yeah, it was wow. it was quite a quite a thing. So I I dressed as Gord Downey the for the final tour that they did. I, I wore the silver pants, the fedora, uh, the Jaws T-shirt. And, you know, again, I thought, well, I proved that I can do a marathon with no training. Um, so how do I step that up? So I had not put foot to pavement since the marathon the year before. So I, I went back to Toronto, the exact same Scotiabank Waterfront Marathon in 2017. No training. And this time I carried a real acoustic guitar. So I, uh, so that was my way of stepping it up. No okay. training, but now I'm adding in a guitar. So, yeah. and the, the, so the I want to jump ahead this, though, to the, to the firefighter costume. Why, okay, sorry, do, yeah. why do so, you want to do that? Tell me about so, that. Well, when I, so when I got done that one, somebody said to me, is that a record? You know, you can you know, you carried a guitar and I said, I don't know. I looked it up and I didn't see it anywhere. So I reached out to Guinness and I said, you know, is this, you know, is this something where I can run this again and, and create a new record? They didn't, they didn't jump on board. They said, no, you know, we have too many. Pick a record that already exists and try to beat it. And Toronto has a whole list of records on their website um, for the Scotia Bank Marathon. And so I went on and I scrolled through them and, and I came across the firefighter thing. And, you know, being a volunteer firefighter for uh, 11 years, I thought, well, it kind of applies. So I started, I, I basically announced it and I started training. Um, and I'm raising, the thing is I'm raising money for the neonatal intensive care unit here in Kingston. So um, they're basically, they're the, the center between Ottawa and Toronto. Um, an amazing facility down at Kingston General Hospital that um, deal with uh, premature babies. And, and my kids, being twins, were actually born at... Uh, one baby was a pound and a half and the other one was two pounds. So, wow. um, they were yeah. born on Christmas Eve, 2014. They didn't come out of the hospital until after Easter that year. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it's important. This, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Now, they, what, they, so they, what they time do life. you have to hit to set the record? So the record is, uh, insane. It's three hours, 41 minutes and 10 seconds. And it was set by Alex O'Shea. Okay. Um, from Ireland in 2015. So, and how much does the um, gear weigh? Uh, it's it's hard. I've never actually weighed it, but it's. I mean, the boots. The boots are kind of. There's two. There's two factors. The boots, obviously, they weigh three pounds a piece. So, um, six pounds in the boots. Wow. The helmet. Yeah, the helmet's probably it's somewhere between three and five pounds. And then the gear, probably another, wow. I don't know, 5 to 10. So I, my guess is 15, 15 pounds, 15 to 20 maybe. And and heat retention, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's the, not the only, factor. the weight is not the only consideration. Well, Joseph, what an incredible thing to take on. I wish you luck with your fundraising and with the marathon itself. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Good luck. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mark. Appreciate it. That's Joseph Reed of Kingston coming up next, running Toronto 20 years in a row.
Registration is now open for the Tamarack Ottawa Race Weekend. It's Canada's biggest marathon weekend with a kids race, a 2K, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, and the Lumberjack Challenge. Four races covering a distance of 59.2K. It's the event of the year, and we'd love to see you there. Virginia Lee has run the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon every year in its history. That's going back to 2000. So this year will be her 20th time doing the race. It's also going to be marathon number 47 overall. Virginia, welcome to I Run Radio. Thank you for having me, Mark. So tell me about your first Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon experience in the year 2000. Well, the first one was very, it was a very wonderful occasion because what um, people don't realize is it was the day after um, the Olympics had, had um, the, the Women's Olympics um, marathon was the night before, and um, it was very inspiring to watch that just before the race and not break a record, but still cross the finish line. It was very inspiring, actually. And that was in uh, 2000. Yeah. And it, it was a beautiful day. It was a um, start and finish so different from now because we started by the uh, Flatiron Building downtown, which we do run by, but we don't finish there anymore. There were far less people, but the energy was really great and um, a lot of half marathoners there as well. And the course has always been beautiful. And I saw Rick even that day. So Rick Raymond, was, who's also done it every year, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. This... and I mean, I did see him that year, and I recognized him right away. Just it was—it's always exciting, as you know, to see another runner that you recognize. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's just, there's something about that kinship that makes friendships. Sure. So, and, um, and so, was that yeah. your very first marathon, or had you? It done was others? my very first one. Okay. Uh, and so what made it, you decide to run a marathon? The year before, I ran the half, or ran two halves. Um, you know, SCWM as well as um, the Toronto. And uh, my colleague, actually, he's the one that pushed me because he was a marathoner himself. He was just like, what are you doing running all these hours? you got to go on the race course and just do it. And I didn't even know it back then because, you know, these are, this is in the early years of Internet. I mean, you, you could read about it, but I just I was really just falling into place because of uh, my um, my run mentor, basically. And uh, he was great, and he just convinced me to do it, and it became something I, I fell in love with right away. And at the time, did you ever think, um, I'm going to do this 20 years in a row? No idea. No idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I made a big deal over the first one thinking it might be the only one I would ever do. And then I ended up doing a second marathon three weeks later. So, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go with this. And um, I really enjoyed the idea that my first one was here. So I just kept doing them year after year after year after year without knowing that I was streaking. <laughs> Yeah, and and I gather yeah. at one point you were planning to actually skip the race to do a different event, and then they let you know that you were one of only two people, along with Rick Raymond, who had done it every year. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. I was scheduled to do um, uh, Chicago in uh, 2013, um, and yes, uh, and you know because they were a week apart, I was like, I'll just skip Toronto. It doesn't matter. And then I found out that I decided to do both because, as we know, Chicago is a lottery. So I thought. It's such a privilege to get into a lottery that how can I not do both? Right. And that's, yeah, so that was the one year I did two back-to-back. I'm not, again, I'm not crazy like Rick and uh, has, has dedicated, so <laughs> that was a big step for me. Yeah, so you did them on consecutive weekends. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did. Yeah. That was my one time. So what does it I mean to you again. to be doing it for a 20th time and to be, as we've said, only one of only two runners who's done that? It, it actually means so much more to me than I ever thought it would. It, 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 
I, I mean, because I'm, you know, my times are definitely slowing down. Um, you know, I'm working through injuries that happen through life. And um, even though I am, I, I just think it's so important to be, uh, you know, a, a nondescript face, but like that represents so many more of the runners that are out there. A lot of the people that go only one time, um, someone that never thought they ran a, would run a marathon, let alone a few, or just, I feel like I'm just the face of the average marathoner. And I, I, I love being that person, you know, so. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And um, and of course, along the way, you've done a bunch of other marathons. So you're you're working now on your 47th marathon. Tell me about some yeah. of the other races you've done. Um, I've done um, the very picturesque um, two islands in Hawaii. Um, I've done Chicago. I've um, done Miami a few times. And I feel like I've done anything in Southern Ontario in the last like twenty years that would that would work in with my training schedule, including right. you know things like Burlington, Whitby. Um, I've been I've done the final stage of Ender Run, which is a tough course, but for whatever sick reason, I love it because the organizers are fantastic as well. Um, yeah, Mississauga. Like I, I really feel I should have traveled more, but I, I I also feel like even though I'm close to hitting my goal, I, I I'm going to continue running them. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the same for you as well. Yeah, your goal is to run 50 marathons before you turn 50, right? Correct. And you're at 47. And I'm, I'm 46. I'm 46, actually. That's the confusing part. <laughs> okay, you, but you've so run... This is my 47th marathon. Yeah, you're at, you're at 47... You're about to do your 47th marathon, and you're aged 46. Yes. Yeah, so you... So if I wanted to coast and do Scotia, I could hit my goal, but... Right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. No, of course not. And what else is on the list that you'd like to do? Um, I'm actually thinking about, because of it, it all starting there, I, there was one time I wanted to do um, the Great Wall as my 50th because my ancestry is, is from China. Um, but it's a crazy course. Um, yeah. And so I would like to do that, but that's more of a bucket list. So I'm actually thinking Athens for number 50. Wow. Because it's where it all started. Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't be in a marathon without that. Yeah. And so. w- what made you get hooked on running marathons? What is it that appeals to you about it and has, has kept you coming back for more? I, I think I do, like, even though I'm not strict, and I don't run the mileage of most of the long-distance runners, um, I think I like the solitude. I like the hard training. Um, I like the people that you meet along the way that do it as well, that understand it. Um I do like the lifestyle, even though it's a little tough. I mean, but it's very healthy. And again, the people you meet along the way that understand it and are part of it are people that, they're my people. I feel like we understand each other very much. We're all the same type of crazy. Yeah. But it is yeah. a great community, isn't it? And it's a supportive community, and you can show up, at a, show up at a marathon, and everybody's there with a goal in mind, and except for, as I've said many times, except for the runners at the very front of the pack who have a chance to to win a medal, uh, we can all accomplish our goals together on the same day, where your goal doesn't come at the expense of mine. That's right. That's right. It's a big win-win, and um, and there's there's nothing like every now and then you, you're, you run with someone that you— they were battling the whole time, or you were battling, they were there for you. You cross the finish line together, and, you know, you have this bond that you still get, I don't think, with other sports. So it's just, it's it's, it's pretty incredible. It's it's about your own personal goals, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's crazy to be next to so many strangers, but to have so much support at the same time. Yeah. And from the 20 mm-hmm. years, are there memories that stand out for you? You know, I can almost see every finish, and yet they're all blurry at once. Um, there's nothing like seeing that finish line 
like when you're about 50 meters away and seeing the blank face, but hearing the cheering and just knowing that, you know, all the work you've done in the last few months or even last few years is just coming to fruition and just crossing it. Like to me, that's kind of like the highlight of the end of the race when you know you're done and you just feel like, you know, you're doing it and there's people with you and it just, there's, it's pretty incredible to me. It's very emotional. Yeah. That is special, yeah. isn't it? That uh, and, and I think that is one of the biggest things that keeps bringing us back to the marathon is is you, you kind of cross over uh, to this very difficult place and then you get to the end of it and and you get to that finish line and it is physically and emotionally uh, this passage, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, But I'll be honest with you, every race I'm scared that I'm not going to cross the finish line. Really? Even after 46 yeah. marathons, you worry yeah. about that? I get nervous. Yeah, I do. I mean, I had one DNF a couple of years ago because of uh, a knee issue. It was definitely just an injury. But, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I guess that's my own anxiety. Because yeah. I always feel like, you know, yeah, I think, but that's that's the thing about running, though. Even though you, you have this weird self-doubt, like you've done this training, so you're like, like no, you're finishing this. <laughs> you're going to do it. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that you've done the the marathon every year that it's been staged, uh, do you feel pressure to keep that going? I do, but I think it's good pressure. Yeah. I do, I do. I think it's also a, a lot of pressure for me. Um, you know, a lot of records are not held by women, and I, I really, again, I, I really feel that for that reason, again, alone, I, I really have to keep, keep it going. And um, when I do meet people that run marathons and, you know, have, understand my streaking there's like you can't stop i'm like no i know i can't stop yeah so, so yeah is, and I, I again i think it's great yeah i think that's a great point about the fact that a lot of running records and even streaks are are held by men uh so is your goal then to just keep doing it every year as long as you can absolutely yeah absolutely i know i know um rick and i joke that um you know i was going to move away last year permanently and i i know i'm back in toronto now he's like you know, maybe I'll treat you. I'm like, well, you know, I've, he's got a couple years on me, so maybe yes, maybe no, but he does have that incredible ability to run forever. So we'll have to see, but it's a friendly competition between us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's a terrific streak, a huge accomplishment, and um, I wish you luck in the marathon, and as you continue to chase down your goal of 50 marathons before you turn 50, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mark. All the best to you, too. That's Virginia Lee, who has run the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon every year in its history. Coming up next, elite athlete and Canadian Olympian, Reed Coolset. Registration is now open for the Tamarack Ottawa Race Weekend. It's Canada's biggest marathon weekend with a kids race, a 2K, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, and the Lumberjack Challenge. Four races covering a distance of 59.2K. It's the event of the year, and we'd love to see you there. Reed Coolset has represented Canada at two Olympic marathons, and now he has his eyes on returning next year in Tokyo. Reed will be running the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. Reed, great to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me again, Mark. So, how is the running going these days as you head into the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon? They, yeah, race has been going really well. Um, I'm optimistic about the race just because I've had a lot of consistent training. The uh, like the last three or four months have been really good. I uh, and I've raced a bit more than I than I normally do as well, and the uh, the, the races have gone well. 
And what are your goals for Toronto? I'd really like to be under 214. I think if I did that, I would be really, really happy. Um, and I want to compete well against the other Canadians. Um, and, you know, if if at the end of the race, um, I've, I have a race that can, um, you know, help me get toward, like, get, get qualified for um, Tokyo, that would be the best thing. So, you know, being in the first two or three Canadians um, really helps with Olympic qualification because the uh, the bonus points that you'll get for placing well at the Canadian Championships and then, you know, that on top of a decent time um, would, uh, would be great. Now, it, it's interesting because unlike other events, you really have to plan carefully to qualify for an Olympic marathon and make sure that you pick your races well and that you do your best in those events because... You can't run a marathon every weekend, right? Yeah, it really, it really makes a big difference. Um, you know, weather cooperates and, and whatnot. So, you know, picking a, a fast course, um, so Toronto, you know, fits the bill for that. And um, uh, especially now with the world ranking system as a qualifier for the Olympics, it's important to pick a race where you could potentially get some points, you know, whether that's because Toronto's a gold label and, you you know, you finish high up and you get some gold label points or, you know, even if the race internationally is very competitive and, you know, you still, even though you maybe finish ninth or 10th overall, but you're still the first, um, you know, two or like second or third Canadian, um, you'll pick up those kind of points. So th- th- that's obviously really important. And of course, weather is, um, you know, Toronto's can be cool, but, you know, you never can... Um, guaranteed perfect weather. Yeah, and there's so many variables, right? So you have to be strategic and control whatever you can control because there are always going to be things that uh, that are outside your control. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. So uh, tell me about the Olympic experiences you've had now that some time has passed, and, and uh, when you look back on them now, what are some of the things that stand out to you uh, having had that opportunity that so many people crave of representing Canada at the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, just to re- you know, represent Canada at the, uh, at the Olympics is, is an honor, and it's, it's, you know, that's, it's nothing that you know, people take lightly. Um, you know, you pour, you know, everything into it. You train really hard, and, you know, you give it everything you can on that day. Um, the event itself is really cool just because, I've, you know, almost everyone is – you know, wants to run that marathon and it's a very, it's a very deep and competitive marathon. So, you know, um, you know, battling out for 40th spot, 20th spot, like whatever it is, um, there's a lot of competitors around you. Um, and that, that really makes, makes for an, like a, a, a really interesting race experience. Like it, it's, it's better than, you know, like a lot of times you find yourself alone at the end of the marathon. Um, it doesn't really happen so much, um, at the Olympics. There's, you know, there's always someone, um, not too far ahead of you or, or come up behind you. So you, you stay on it, which is, um, just a really cool, you know, part about racing, um, you know, strip away the fact that it's the Olympics and this and that. And it's just, it's just a really good foot race, which, um, it, it makes it really fun. Yeah, that's interesting because I watched you run the Ottawa Marathon in May, and uh, and we were doing the television coverage for that event, and you did end up spending a lot of time in that race running by yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, you know the the uh, the lead group wanted to try and run. I'm not sure what they're trying to run, something like two hundred six, two hundred seven, um, and I was not. And then uh, 
the next group up the road who wanted to run, you know, they were aiming for 210, and I was aiming for 214-ish. And, um, yeah, by 10K, my pacemaker was gone, so I was just running alone, and that group looking to run 210 was, you know, a little bit up the road, and I could see them every once in a while, and I was really, um, you know, using them as, like, kind of a target, but... By the time, I, I mean, I, I think I passed all of them. I did. I passed that, that group. But by the time I passed them, they were running so slowly. Um, you know, and, and some of them, you know, I dropped off. They were they were actually walking. So it wasn't like I got much help from them either. You know, it was more like a moving target. And then, um, and no one no one caught up to me. Um, I think there was, a, you know, a five-minute gap behind me. And when I finished, the, the, next guy, the next guy from the lead pack, you know, maybe it faded to, um, a few minutes ahead of me. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much just, uh, you know, support of the crowd and, yeah. um, that's about it. <laughs> but it's a lonely thing. And, you know, it's funny because you think, look, you, if you've trained for a certain capacity, you're able to run that pace, you should be able to do it. But, uh, it is harder to run alone than to run with a group, isn't it? Yeah, I, I especially find that I, I, um, you know, if I'm running alone, I'm constantly like, you know, looking at my watch and, making sure that I'm on pace and um, I'd much rather not look at my watch and I'd rather just, you know, um, you know, just, just compete and just look at, um, you know, focus on the competitors around me and, and try to beat as many as I can. And, you know, early on the stages work, work together and, you know, just keep that pace going. Um, for me, that's usually result um, in my, my, like my fastest times have, have been run like that. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of Ottawa, I wanted to mention you sent out a tweet that I found fascinating just because I'm into numbers. Uh, You sent out a tweet after the race pointing out that at the time you'd run 14 marathons and and you have three sets of two marathons each that you ran in exactly the same time down to the second. Uh, So you've you've twice uh, run a specific time. Uh, and you've done that three, there are three different times where you've got this matching pair of times in different races, right? Yeah. So I've run 210.55 twice, 211.24 twice, and 217.37 twice. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, the first time I ran, um, I had run 211.23, and then I ran 211.24. And I thought that was weird that I was one second off of a time I'd run before. And then I ran 211.24 again. So then I thought, I was like, wow, like now I have three times within a second, you know, and two of them are the exact same time. And I thought that was something that I probably wouldn't do again. And then I went and ran 210.55 for the second time. So that has like, yeah. And then when I ran 217.37 in the spring, um, I just remember thinking, I'm like, oh, it's really close to my Toronto time. I wonder which one was a bit, bit quicker. And then when I looked it up, I realized it was the exact same time again. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really weird because, you know, I only, you know, I have three times in the two elevens and they're all within a second. And I have three times in the two tens and two of them are exactly the same. Yeah, that's that. The odds of that, I don't know what the odds of that are, but it's just, it's really freaky because you could, I mean, you can, run basically the same race and end up two seconds slower or two seconds faster or whatever, right? There, anywhere along the yeah. course, you can lose a second. I think if I was trying to match my times, <laughs> I don't think I could have. I, yeah. I, I, I could, I could do a good a job as I, I have matching my times. Um, 
by accident. You know, yeah. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, all the all the times I ran, you know, 211, like I knew my 211.23, and in the next few times, like, I, you know, I really wanted to run faster than that, and same with the 210.55, so I was actually, I wasn't trying to run the same time, I was trying to run, you know, uh, you know, trying to trying to beat those times. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you, Reed, uh, your reaction to the fact that Eliud Kipchoge has broken two hours in the marathon. Now, of course, not in a in a marathon race, uh, but in a, in a special event that was created to give him that opportunity. Uh, but nevertheless, this is this barrier that everybody wondered, would it ever be broken? It's kind of like the marathon equivalent of the four-minute mile. Um, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, it is, um, you know, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's obviously it's a little weird that it's not a, um, you know, uh, like a true race and a true record, but, um, you know, it's still a running performance and it's still something that, you know, is going to, um, inspire a lot of people. So I, I think it was, just, it was really cool to see. Um, I didn't wake up for it. Um, I got the big race next weekend, so sleep's more important to me, but when I did wake up, um, you know, my uh, Twitter and Instagram feed were just full of uh, highlights and, and everything. And, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And um, I think now that this has been done, um, you know, the, the the door is kind of open for that first um, legitimate sub two. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it, it's, you know, it's a big step um, to, to seeing that happen. Yeah. So it shows it can be done, which I, I think we all suspected maybe – um, it had to be proven, though, and uh, but it, it's re- that's really an astonishing pace. And obviously, Kipchoge is is for now in a class by himself, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, other than Bekele running within two seconds of his world record in Berlin a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah, like yeah, Kipchoge does seem to be ahead of everyone else. And um, although now with Bekele's run, he's I think he's probably just a little bit ahead of of everyone. Well, a little bit ahead of Kelly, and then those two guys have a pretty good gap on uh, the rest of the marathoners in the world. Yeah. But what what can you say about what it takes to go that fast? Because uh, that's, uh, you know, to, to run... 42.2 42.2 kilometers in less than two hours. You're you're running at obviously over 21 kilometers an hour. That's uh, you're running uh, faster than three minutes per kilometer 42 times in a row. It's uh, unfathomable for most runners. Yeah, I mean it's it is. Uh, I think you know was, I think he went through um, 10 k's up to like 28.20, which um, you know is a time that I've done for 10k. Um, but I've never even run that pace for 20K. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to think of doing, you know, 2820, uh, which seems really fast to me right now, um, four times in a row is, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, great stuff, Reed. Best of luck in the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. And as your Olympic quest continues, thank you very much for joining us. Great, thanks for having me. That's Canadian Olympian Reed Coolset, one of thousands of runners participating in this year's Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. Coming up in the weeks ahead on iRun Radio, stories from the Berlin Marathon and a runner who's closing in on 100 marathons. I hope you can join us next week on iRun Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>